Happy Welcome. New Year, y'all. Happy Boo Year. It's going to be great. It's going to be a great one. Oh, 2018. So much, so much has happened already. Uh, yeah, I guess. I mean... What do you mean you guess, Robin? Robin just got back from a European vacation. What, 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 what? I sure did. A European vacation. Vacances. And let me tell you, the first thing she said to me was, <laughs> do you know the French word for skeleton? It's squelet. It's squelet. <laughs> Can you spell that one first? I believe it's S-Q-U-E-L-E-T-T-E. Yeah, squelet. Un squelet. Un Je suis j'ai une squelette dans mon corps. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> That's true for everyone. Oh, we are all going to turn into a, we have a wonderful squelette inside of us all. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm like right I am now. glad that you're here. But you want to tell our listeners where you where you visited? Listener, I visited the catacombs of Paris. Yes, and so. it was crazy. Yes, it's a good thing I gave you the rundown of the whole place. Yeah. Beforehand. I know. I was thinking about it the entire time and, like, getting increasingly nervous. Um, Have you been inside them? I have, yes. It's like you go down a spiral staircase that seems to never end. Yeah. And remember, though, that it was just a, a hole in the ground where they were putting. Oh yeah, well, I looked up at the, the hole at the end. That there's like a hole that you can look up to the ceiling, and you're like, "Oh, I'm a mile underground." Yeah. Um, but yeah, you walk down a spiral for like 20 minutes, mm-hmm. and it gets increasingly hotter and danker and more humid. Awesome. And um, yeah, and then you kind of mill around with like a bunch of people. We got the audio guided tour. <sighs> So you just so kind cool. of like listen on a little like cell phone brick looking thing. <laughs> and obviously I was like, skip, skip. I don't care about the history of limestone. Like, I don't care. Yeah. I don't care. Take me to the place. There's a stuff. whole rocks room. I know. I was like, I could not give less of a shit about yeah, this limestone. We're surrounded by human bodies. Yeah. And so they like tease you with the bone stuff because there's like a model of a bone. I was like, yeah, yeah, whatever. Um, Wait, they have a, a fake model a fake of a human bone, bone? Yeah, and I was like, drag me all the real bones. That's hilarious, <laughs> yeah. to be honest. But I saw the, like, doorway that we've talked nice. about that says, like, this is the whatever of death. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I care deeply about it. Yeah. I know exactly what it says. And, um, and all those plaques that the guy put up, and he's like, you know what would be hilarious is if we keep on joking about how this oh is, like, my God. hell. There are hundreds of quotes about being dead throughout the entire thing. So good. And, like, quotes about hell and death and being a squelet. And um, there is, like, every couple feet there are signs posted saying, like, don't you dare touch these squelets. (laughs) Listener. Make it into a, I need, a skull. Oh, girl. I know. I regretted it almost immediately. Really? Because I was like, this is just respectful, and I feel bad, and also, what if I'm haunted forever? Smash cut to today at work. Oh I my sit God. down next to my coworker, Cassandra, and I was like, yeah, hey, man. Cass. Hey, Cass. I was like, oh, yeah, like, I know. It was crazy. Like, I touched a skull. She goes, oh, when my family went, we all stole bones. She just took them. I was like, oh, okay. Well, then I guess I'm in the clear. What have we taught you? Like, what have we taught you, don't listener? Don't you dare take a relic. Don't you take a relic she with you. She just fucking you. took a bone. It's she not t- even... And I was like, what kind of bone? And she goes, I think part of a skull. Come 
wrong. God damn it. <laughs> and then I like quizzed. I was like, why? What's the meaning of this? Why did you do this? And she was like, well, I figure like they're not resting in peace anyway. Like oh, they've been through God. a lot. And it's just like, why She's not? She's not wrong. She's but not wrong. Still, but the principle. It was you like, know uh, what? it rocked my world because I, I like felt so guilty about it immediately. All I did was like, boop, boop. Like, I booped a skull. Mm. And then I was like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And then, like, a guard kind of walked up to me and was like, hello. And I was like, fuck, this is it. I'm going to get kicked out. And he was just like, how's your day going? And I was like, fine. He was just bored and wanted to talk. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I was still yeah. just like, oh, fuck, I'm cursed and I'm in jail for Dude, touching a no. skull. I bet you, like, every single person does. Yeah, there were definitely, like, gaping holes where clearly a skull had been removed. Or fallen. I guess, but why wouldn't they put it back? Maybe it shattered. Ugh, I mean, gross. Cass found a bunch of skull fragments on the ground. Uh, I'm so. pretty sure she just yoinked it right yeah. off the pile. Or just, like, elbowed the wall. Yeah, like, oops. I know, I was like, Carrie, like, <laughs> I'm going to big push you into a pile of bones so you're going to have to touch all of them. There's also somewhere a photo of me, like, kneeling, doing a fake praying pose in front of, like, an altar of bones. Nice. Best. And they have a couple of those. Yeah. Did you find the grave of the guy that died in, the, in the catacombs? I did. We oh, walked right past coolest. it. Um, and now, I was like, hey, bud. I've been there, but it was in 2007, and, I mean, that was 11 years ago, and mm-hmm. I was 19. Yeah. So, I just don't remember. It was cool. I mean, it took like 45 minutes to walk through the whole thing. There's only really well, one the parts path that you are can open. Go. Yeah. Yeah. They only like they have the like forbidden parts gated off. I mm-hmm. did try and take some like spooky photos through those and they're just like caves with nothing in them. There's no light and it's a mile and I ground. know. Yeah. And I kept thinking of like, oh man, like maybe this is my like as above, soul below moment where I just like scoot away and like go on a wild mystery and you then would I die, die in complete yeah. darkness. You would die. You would die. But I was like, whatever, at least like, you know, I'll die doing what I loved. Yeah. Which is like being spooked. And you could have found that old uh, movie theater. Oh my God. Yeah. Well, it's right next to the Charlie Chaplin theater, which I was like, that's weird. Um, that is weird. But, yeah, I didn't see the movie theater. Um, I don't know. It kind of just was, like, they they have a very clear path set up for you, and you, like, cannot deviate from it at all. Sure. And, um, which was fine with me. You'll die. You'll because die. of death. And, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. And then the climb back up those stairs was a real, a real B. Did you climb Notre Dame? <laughs> no. No, Tradam, I did not. Good one. <laughs> Thank you. I did. It was the windiest day of my life, Whew. and I somehow still climbed it. I didn't even think. It wasn't even that. enjoyable at the I don't time. think I even said the word Notre Dame when I was there. I didn't even think to look at it. In my mind, because I'm tired, I would just went, oh my God, <laughs> is Notre Dame in Paris? It definitely is. It definitely is. But like, really quick, I was like, fuck. I think fuck. I went there on the eighth grade French trip. If I'm being honest, I also don't care for a church too much. So oh, I love them. You know, I love. I, them. I like I like the architecture. Like I went to the Sagrada Familia, and that was like pretty beautiful. Chill. Yeah, but that was more of like a stained glass experience than it was like an architecture experience. Yeah, and I think it's like just generally more modern looking anyway. Sagrada yeah, Familia. and it's like fun and wacky because it's like a Winchester mystery house of a church because they're never done with it. Speaking Did of you, which, uh, yeah, yeah, that Helen Mirren oh, movie is coming out about the Winchester mystery house. Hell yes. So incredible. I'm psyched. I'm so psyched on it. I also, did you see the trailer last night during the Golden Globes for Red Sparrow? Oh, yeah. 
That looks so good. I mean, Jennifer Lawrence being like a fucking ballerina or something. I think she's a spy. I think she's both, dude. Remains to be seen. Red Sparrow. That was a really good ad for it. I think she's a ballerina. I think she's a spy. I mean, Red Sparrow. I say she's both because I read the Wikipedia about the book that it's based on. Um,. Well, I didn't I, read. There were no spoilers. No spoilers. Okay, but good, good. Um, she is both a ballerina and a spy at differing points. I think. I guess. I don't wow. even know if spy is the right thing. Wow. Who's I don't know either. Say? I will tell you what I watched on the plane ride home. Tell me the journey from hell. I watched Atomic Blonde, which I thought was gonna suck. It was pretty amazing. Really, Charlize Theron takes place in like 1987. And she's a spy. Great. And the whole movie, sorry to anybody who's going to watch Atomic Blonde, you, like, think that she's going to get with James McAvoy because he's, like, the other guy in the Mm -hmm. movie, and you're like, oh, here we go. No. She's hooking up with a beautiful French woman the entire movie, and it's incredible. Yes. And they have full-on sex scenes. Nice. I was on the plane. First listener, I was stuck next to an infant on this plane. It was a long day. Yeah. But... For those of you who don't know, that's like it. that's like twelve hours of travel. It was only twelve hours because JFK was a like yeah. meltdown mode, and we had to taxi for two hours after we landed, and then our bags took another like mm-hmm. hour, and like it was just insane. And the woman was changing the baby's diaper in the seat yep. next to me, yeah. Which like I disassociated like I'd never had before, <laughs> and I was just somewhere else. That's something different between us, because like. I like the I like babies. Mm-hmm. You, you you don't like babies. I really don't. Yeah, I really don't. No, I like babies so much that there was a baby in the office today. Yeah, and I locked eyes with it, and that baby. You let it put its whole hand in your it mouth. It put its entire hand inside my mouth, which is a fear of mine. I think it's cool. Babies, Mm-mm. their biological imperative is to get as many germs near them as possible it's to build disgusting. immunity. It's so funny. That's not, like, my beef with them. My beef with them is that, like, they're rude and disgusting, and, like, I don't want them to touch me. That's and I don't want to like, have to take care of them. I don't like them. You're describing, like, how I feel about men. Well, yeah, I mean, the same could be said of anybody, really. (laughs) (laughs) What I'm saying is I don't like things that are needy unless they're cats. (laughs) Sure, sure. (laughs) We can all get behind that. Speaking of which, I have an awesome email to Oh, my God. Hey, guys. It's been such a hot minute, Honestly, I would like to say, like, oh, we had to cut down the emails we're allowed to read because we have so many, but nope. Nope, we only have two. We have two. We have two, everyone, from the hiatus. But I bet each one is like, what, like seven or eight pages, probably, right? Mm. No? We'll see. Okay. One of ours is from our girl Carrie in Dallas. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. Hey. Hey, she writes, hey, I recently found your podcast and I've been binging during my commute and while I go running. Oh, we should start going running again. I'm not. You going two are to. awesome. Oh, thank you, girl. Oh my God, thank you so Keep much. up the good work and best of luck with the Norsemen. Oh, thank oh, you. Someday. Oh, 2018, you're the Norsemen. No, dude, I 2018, 2018, 20, 20, we're all gay now. I'm fine with that, it's but I'm still gonna find the Norsemen. No. Even if we're friends. The episode where you discuss the Radiant Boy is definitely my favorite so far. (laughs) (laughs) That is a perennial favorite. Yeah, that is good. In fact, I've started calling my cat Steve my Radiant Boy. I'm attaching a photo of him. I love 
the name Steve I know, me too. Radiant Steve. Wait, can uh, I see the photo of yeah, it? Yeah, wait. Quietly watching me try to sleep. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like a radiant my God. boy. Very much like an actual radiant boy. He appears as if from nowhere, stares at you, then glides back silently. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Anyway, thanks again for the giggles. The night spent awake fearing faceless monsters. Any <laughs> time, Carrie. I love that. Okay. Yes. Get fucking ready Show for this. Radiant Steve. <gasps> Stop! Yep. Oh my god, that little moon pie. Oh my god, I love him. He's Stop. Like, for you guys who can't see, which is everyone, he's like His a eyes white. Are so close He's together. like a creamsicle cat. He is a little creamsicle Anyway, cow. so I, I immediately so emailed her back that. being like, uh, you know the way to our hearts, and it's sending wow. us a picture of your cat. Unreal. So then she sent us another picture. Oh my god! Well, I also said, uh, I asked if, if I could read this email out loud on on the pod. Okay. And she would like us to find some Dallas ghosts, so. Oh, yes. I wish you had told me. We're going to do it. Yeah, we'll do also, it. Also, uh, we should know that Steve has a brother, Brad, and a sister, <gasps> Sasha. <laughs> Such good names. Yep, and they, they're all faithful listeners in Dallas. Oh, my God. That warms my heart yep. like nothing else. Yeah, she says, this is Steve at his most radiant. And I can't make it bigger, but. Dude. Oh, shut up, Carrie. Carrie, like, this, this cat, cat is really good. It's a gift. Wow, yeah. what a little plumpy. If you feel the need to follow up with a picture of Brad and Sasha. Oh, my God, I would not be mad about also, it. Also, he, he does bear a resemblance to my blue. Yeah, he does. No, I mean, no. In physique alone. I, I in, in physique body alone. Body shape. Yeah, body Face shape. Face-wise. Mm-mm. They're not but too similar. God, man. Oh, that is this a good is great. Steve. She also said happy happy new year to you both as well as to your son Blue. Oh. Yeah. Carrie girl, girl, thank you. Thank you so much. Oh, this is just so wonderful. And then we also have one email from our girl Chanel. <gasps> hey Chanel. Hey Chanel. Shit, I told I've been you I'd read it for this one. I know. Yeah. I can't wait. So Chanel writes, I was in a very cool camp program when I was a youngster called Camp Interactive based in the Bronx. Nice. They would take inner city kids that never knew their, that what fresh air was, pack them with camping gear and high-tech equipment and launch oh, them into the wild. I love that. It's great. With camp-savvy adults, of course, to document their adventures. I believe it was 2010. God, I was a full idiot adult when I was 2010. I was too, but I was so much skinnier than I am now. Well, you hang on to that thought, because <laughs> I got something about that later. Okay. You hang on to that and also shut your mouth. You shut that up. <laughs> She writes, I was a junior in high school, and I was super excited to go camping in West Virginia. I had a blast rock climbing, looking at the stars that weren't hidden away by the lights of the city, and making new friends. That sounds beautiful. I know, me too. I would love to just make a friend. <laughs> one, one of the camp counselors, Danny, and I had become friends through our similar interests in Ghibli films and animation. Oh, hell yeah. He always found humor in bothering me through the days. Ooh, maybe beware of Danny. <laughs> Almost that, um... Steph doesn't trust a Dan. No, I don't. Almost that of a big brother. Okay, okay. Okay. This will play in later in my story. So, we were hiking for eight miles through rough terrain to reach Dolly Sods of West Virginia. Whoa. By the time we reached camp, it was pitch dark. Danny had assigned me to finding wood with my friend Matthew. We took our flashlights and walked off into the dark alone. No. After a few minutes, we found a good place to collect firewood. Although... It would be hard considering it, it had rained earlier. Mm-hmm. That's true. That's yeah. true. Not to collect the wood, but to burn it. Sure. <laughs> As Matthew rustled through the branches, trying his best to find the driest ones, 
I stood back with a flashlight when something appeared oh, in the no. corner of my no, eye. No, 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 no. I saw the apparition of a little girl. Shut up. Long black hair, barefoot, in a nightgown no. with pink flowers no, no, embroidered no, no, on the no, bottom. No, 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 no. That's your number one thing you hate. This is, first of all, That's a ring child ghost, ghost ring ghost, camping ghost. Yeah. These are my, like, big three. Yeah. She couldn't have been older than seven years old. Ooh. Ooh, I just got chills. I know. She stared into my eyes as I was frozen in terror. Oh, my fucking Christ. I wasn't sure if it was my wild imagination or real. <laughs> I couldn't even call to Matthew. Oh, my God. So, I ran back to camp, leaving Matthew behind. <laughs> Good. Bye, Matthew. Yeah. See Which now I see as such a horrible thing to do. No, you should no, the right thing. No, 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 the girl. right thing. Get yourself out of there. I got to camp. Hang on. Hold. That's the squillet police. Yeah. <laughs> Coming to get my Coming to get you. Yep. Uh, I got back to camp and began to baffle, babble, babble, like an idiot over what had just happened. I saw a ghost. I saw a ghost. Hang on. It's the ghost police. It's the ghost, ghost Ghostbusters. Yeah, it's the Ghostbusters. <laughs> here to I truly do live next to a fire department. So. Do you? Yeah. All right. I saw a ghost. I saw a ghost. At first, no one believed me. But the more hysterical I became, the more their smiles wavered. Mm -mm. They asked me what I'd seen. I told them every detail except for the tiny pink flowers on her nightgown. Okay. Danny entered in, finding this the perfect time to tell us the story of Dolly Sods. No! Quote, Dolly Sods was the name of a little girl who was part of a wealthy family. The Sods owned this land a very long time ago, but one day... Dolly got lost in the woods and was never found. Mm -hmm. It's said that campers see her till till this day, wandering Dolly Sods, trying to find her way back home. Oh, that's sad. He stared. We stared at him with complete terror. I could feel my face cold and my hand shaking. He held his serious demeanor for a while until he blasted laughing, claiming he made it all up. <sighs> Danny. Matthew finally arrived back to camp with the wood. He's uh, not uh, back hey yet. Chanel. <laughs> yeah, to make a fire. Notice you didn't want to finish getting the wood with me. Yeah, more mad that I had abandoned him in the dark than anything. I didn't mention Fair. it again that night, half embarrassed and half waiting, wanting to forget. The morning after, we were picking up camp on the road again. Matthew was sitting next to me, and I battled with myself to ask for confirmation the night before. I needed to know if I was crazy or if it was real. I turned to him asking if he had seen it too. He said... Yes. Oh, I told him, no. I'm serious. What did you see? Every detail. He thought and said to me, she was a little girl. She had long hair and was barefoot, a nightgown, and little pink flowers embroidered at the bottom. And then guess what she did? She sent us a picture of Dolly Sods. Oh, that's gorgeous. It is beautiful, but imagine like. Oh, my God, Just dude. like a, a Ringo's child. No fucking way. Yeah. That, I cannot believe you camped out there after that. I also, I will say that when Chanel was like, oh, I have a ghost story. She's, that's Chanel, a fucking legit ghost story. Chanel, you, very you were very casual about that. Calmly were like, oh, sure, I'll email you one. Oh, my God. Okay, one time. Unfucking right. I'm sure I've already told this story. But one time Steph was house-sitting. Oh, and yeah. And <laughs> she and my friend Caroline tricked me into going into like a... Barn loft where yeah. Caroline was waiting with her long black hair over her face, standing like a ring girl, and it to this day is one of the scariest moments of my life. She was sitting in a rocking chair. 
Yeah, there was like a rocking chair and like a fucking broken TV from 1940. I'm actually shocked that Caroline and I were not scared to set that up. Yeah, I think you were just so excited to make me scare you. Yeah, that's the same uh, house that a cat sat for. A cat's in here? Where, yeah, there was a cat with a peg leg and one eye. <laughs> and I was so scared of it, I had to enter the room yelling, Any cats in here? <laughs> I'm sure we've said this story before, but you know what? I know. We it's the main have. story of my it's life. It's like so my, one of my care. top five. Yeah. <laughs> any cats in here is a good thing to yell anytime you enter a room. Oh, my God. Yeah. Well, I am Woo. excited to get back into just straight up ghosts. Yes. We are back into, we're out of holiday season. Scarier um, than ever, everyone. You know, it's And just also like, just like fatter than ever, I have to say. Stop, stop. Let's, was that what you were waiting for earlier to talk about? No, but it's all going to play in. Just right. you wait. Um, well, I'm going to, if you don't mind. There we go. Oh, somebody okay, printed out a paper. You. Yeah, it was me. Um, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take you on a little post-holiday vacay. Oh, my God. To Italy. <gasps> this is a place that the Huffington Post is called, like hell, but in Italy. Oh, This is the no. tale of Povelia Island. Have you heard of this place? No. Ooh, girl. Where where around Italy? Is it like south? It's located between Venice and Lido in northern Italy. Okay. And a small canal bisects the island. Written records of the place go as far back as the year 420. Oh, my God. Word, by the way. Nice. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, it's it's like old as fuck. It's really old. Um, in 1776, a classic year, mm-hmm. it fell under the ownership of Italy's public health office and became a checkpoint for all imports and exports to Venice. But in 1793, a couple of cases of plague snorted, started sneaking, snorted. Snorted sneaking <laughs> in. <laughs> started sneaking in on some ships that sure. had stopped at the island. Yeah. And of course, those cases started spreading immediately. Totally. So the island became a quarantine confinement station. Oh, my God. In fact, Venice coined the term quarantine. It's derived from the duration travelers were required to stay there before they could be issued a clean bill of health and continue on their way. Is it like Quaranta Gironi. Yeah. So I also want to say that Robin did do one of these. I did an Italian hand. I I can't not. (laughs) That's a spicy meatball. ball. Yeah. (laughs) She did that. meatball. (laughs) To pronounce quarantine. Quaranta. Love it. All right. So here's how a 14th century Italian man described Povelia. Quote, the condition of people was pitiable to behold. They sickened by the thousands daily and died unattended and without help. Oh, God. Many died in the open street. Others dying in their houses made it known by the stench of their rotting bodies. Fuck. Consecrated churchyards did not suffice for burial of the vast multitude of bodies which were heaped by the hundreds in vast trenches, like uh, goods in a ship's hold, and no. covered with a little earth. Yeah, so it with remained, a little earth, a little bit you sprinkling, know, sprinkling, yeah, just a dash. Fuck. Um, so it was a quarantine place until 1814, when it was finally closed down. Great. Um, closed down of what though? I don't know. What was I running? I don't know. Ec- like ec- leftover plague, like crumbs. I don't what, know. Who was there to? Stop well, at that point. I'll tell you who was there during plague times. Dudes who would wear those legit carnival doctor masks the with the masks. crow thing. I love that. My biggest fear. You know what that's got inside the nose, right? It's got like herbs and spices. Like a potpourri. Yeah. Oh, herbs and spices. I'm thinking of KFC. 
Um, but <laughs> no, yeah, it's got like some kind of yeah, 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 fucking plant right. in it to smell better. I don't know. Yeah. Um, Turns out I they just, just like that brought beak. the plague around. Ugh, fucking beak. Mm-hmm. Why does it have to? Ugh, whatever. Anyway, um, so in the twenties, nineteen twenties, the remaining buildings on the island were converted into an asylum for the mentally ill and Great. long-term care. Just sure. Hospice, and that stayed open until nineteen sixty-eight. What? Ever since the island was sealed off and used to quarantine people with infectious diseases, there have been legends of terminally ill Venetians waiting to die before their ghosts returned to haunt the island. It was host to countless plague-stricken citizens who lived in wretched conditions leading up to their horrible demises. I read that even those who were still alive, though barely, were dumped into mass graves and then burned alive. Oh with my the rest god! Of the corpses. So they were alive, burned. They were burned alive. Burned alive. And even people who surrounded they by dead simply corpses. suspected of having been infected with the plague <gasps> were dragged to the island and dumped atop piles of rotting corpses. So then they definitely have it. Yeah. So as I said, in 1922, the island became a mental hospital. The main legend about that is there was a a really fucked up doctor, like a famous doctor there, who decided to experiment different types of lobotomies on the patients. We know all about that shit. Right. But he, like, did not know what he was doing, so he would just try out new stuff. Oh, my God. Like, when when we did asylums, there was, like, specific instructions. Yeah. They were vague and dumb. But I guess this guy was just going rogue I with lobotomies. I think he probably, like, got those kinds of instructions and was like, I'll try it. Yeah, or just, like, I'm going to spice it up a bit. Well, he apparently used to use hammers, chisels, and drills with no anesthesia or Fuck. concern for sanitation. Wow. And he would save his darkest experiments for special patients who he took to the hospital's bell tower. Oh, my God. And whatever he did in there, apparently the screams from those being tortured could be heard over the entire island. So... As the legend goes, he later threw himself from the hospital bell tower, claiming he had been driven mad by ghosts. And then some legends say a nurse witnessed his fall, said he initially survived, but then a ghostly mist overcame his body and choked him to death, which is pretty awesome. Awesome. And locals to this day claim his spirit is still in the tower and will remain there forever. And that on a quiet night, if you're listening closely, you can hear him ring the tower bell. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, obviously, I was like, can I visit this island? Yeah, duh. Um, well, there's some stuff online about it. Um, the ground is described as half dirt and half human ash. Fuck. <laughs> this is where the asylum patients would have to live. Can you imagine already being in a fucking asylum, but also one that's built on cremains of plague victims? It's, and it's not even, like, properly cremated. It's just, no, it's like, just like, open, like, you know, like a lot of, oh, of cremains. Um, side note, it's said that crops tend to grow amazingly there. Uh, of for course. obvious reasons. <laughs> Um, so I read some quotes that said there are over, <laughs> there's no way of counting this, of course, over a hundred thousand ghosts on the island. All right. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Lots of plague ghosts, Sounds obviously, about, but also lots of ghosts from the asylum. I, it's a solid guesstimate. Yeah. It's, it's, it's pretty high, but yeah. you know, I read that at the beginning of like the quarantine, over 50,000 people died like within the first two years or something insane like that. Oh my god. Um, One report from a misguided thrill seeker who fled the island said after entering the abandoned hospital, a disembodied voice yelled, leave immediately and do not return. Mm -hmm. 
Several psychics have visited the island in the hospital, but all of them left scared of what they had sensed. Nobody really wants to spend a night there sure. or hang out there. Yeah. Like a bunch of the ghost shows, including my fave, Ghost Adventures, uh-huh. have been there. Um, it is, like, illegal to go there, I'm pretty sure. Like, I think it's a North Brother Island situation where, like, oh. you, can, you can find a way to get there, but you're not it's technically illegal. allowed. Yeah. I want to, um, like, learn more about whatever, like, boatsman, uh, <laughs> like, shepherded the sick people over there. Oof. Probably wearing that fucking mask. Yeah. Um, yeah, people have said, people who visited recently said... Um, they can hear screams and tortured moans, like, drifting across the island air, shadows on walls moving along as they're exploring, blah, 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 blah. Um, a family recently sought to buy the island to build a holiday home on it, but they left the first night there and refused to comment on what happened. The only fact known about it is that their daughter's face was somehow Ooh. ripped open and required 14 stitches. Are you kidding me? No. <laughs> With more than 100,000 plague victims and mental patients buried on the small island, it's no surprise that human bones continue to wash up on its shores yeah. constantly. Awesome. Um, Good for, like, you know, collecting. Yeah. I mean, I read a thing that said fishermen, like, won't go there because they're afraid to pick up bones, but then I saw another article where a guy was like, well, then what is this? And it's just like a bunch of dudes fishing there. Like, they don't, I think they don't care that much. Yeah. Um, fish it, is fish. A fish is a That's fish. That's what a I bone say. A bone is a bone. Yep. Cassandra. Mm-hmm. Um, in more recent years, work crews digging the foundation for a new museum came across a grave pit, probably one of tons of them, filled with the remains of more than 1,500 plague victims. While sifting through the remains, archaeologists discovered the remains of someone who must have been suspected of being a vampire in the 16th century because they had a brick shoved between the teeth yes. to starve it. That's awesome. Yeah. They used um, to do that thing of, like, uh, putting, like, a stake in the heart mm-hmm. and, like, nailing down your hands. Oh, yeah. There was a lot. Well, I when I was reading about this, it said that, I guess, they would sometimes think that the people who got the most... Um, like, affected by bloating after they died were suspected of being vampires because they thought that they were feeding on people and getting fat. So, like, if like you... Like, souls? No, no, no. They thought that, like, if you died and then your corpse bloated up and they went back and saw it, they would be like, they didn't understand that you were bloated, so they'd be like, oh, like, she's fatter now. She must be leaving at night, ah, drinking people's blood and coming back. So, like... Tragically, the people who got the most bloated, including, I'm sorry, probably that would have been me off the bat. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You got to They would be like, she's one yeah. alive. Like, Honestly, I'm is... like so close to putting a brick in my mouth to starve myself, like right now. Yeah, sorry everyone. You probably hear Blue crying. He doesn't. Uh, we're trying to. I don't know what he wants. I'm just gonna let him. <laughs> just leave let him door. Do what he do what he does. Um. So, yeah, there are bathtubs, uh, admittedly beautiful cloth with bathtubs. Of course. Hollowed out shells of buildings all over the island. Um, one journalist stayed the night there. He reported scores of albino rabbits running around on the grounds, which sounds, like, creepy but amazing. I would love that. Lots of furniture moving around on its own, reportedly. Like, he went to sleep the next day. He woke up and, like, stuff was... Cool, cool. Um, Before he went on his trip, the journalist interviewed some old locals, one of whom recounted the following about the island spirits. Quote, and this is an old Italian man saying this. 
and everybody he names here is a ghost. Nice. Watch out for Paolo. I'm doing Paolo! I'm doing the Italy. Watch out for Paolo. Watch out for Paolo. He is the bad one. He was a doctor <laughs> there. That's Ooh. the doctor. He will cause you troubles. I know them all. Paolo, Marco, oh Giorgio. Giorgio is okay. Friendly Phantasma. <laughs> My father would take me fishing there as a boy, and when I was older, I stayed there myself for 15 nights. When I came back, I told everyone what happened to me, the ghosts, what they did. Paolo's ghosts mostly <gasps> pushing me, whoosh, whoosh, always pushing, and things moving. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Always pushing, kind of like maybe he threw himself out the Probably. bell tower. Um, oh, my God, anyway, dude. yeah, that's Povalia. And what did he say, Phantasma? Uh, friendly Phantasma. Friendly Phantasma. Um, but also, it's a... Gorgeous looking island, so I'm down to go there anytime if anyone wants to go. Let's go. We got Lizzie Borden House, this island, mm-hmm. a bunch of other places. Pretty much everywhere go. in the world. Pretty much everywhere in the world, yeah. honestly. Ooh. But uh, that's terrifying. I know. It's very spooky to me. Just the idea of walking around like, like a beautiful Italian thing place. on top of another horrible yeah, thing. Yeah, and being like, mm, the sand between my toes is like people. Mm-hmm. It is people. Like, oh, like the softest sand in the world. Yeah. And it's like, oh, it's plagues. Yeah, that, or just like my garden is so cute here. Yeah, like, oh my God, this wine is so good. Where's yeah. it from? Oh, it's from grapes grown in Provalia. I don't know what it is, huh. but whenever I plant tomatoes in Provalia, they do so well. They do so well. They just like thrive and they, they taste just, like juicy and meaty. I know. My heirlooms <laughs> always die here, but if I'm All right, planting yeah, stuff, I'm going to like... Make myself, like, dry heat. Anyway. I don't even think it's that gross. Ooh! So yeah. many squillets. So many squillets. Do you have a ghost for me? I do and Ooh, I don't. Jesus I do blue. and I don't. Blue's just being a real <laughs> he jackass knocked that right now. Laptop. Ain't off that it's bit. It's fine. He'll, he'll just be a good He's old... He's a good boy. He's a good boy. Good old dummy. There you go. Make yourself comfortable, Tiny. Um, so I do have a ghost and I don't have a ghost. Oh my god. It's not a ghost. It's a monster. <gasps> it's a creature. Oh my god, what is it's it? It's a ghoul. And a I know ghoul. that you had to print this out for me. I did not look at it. I have no idea what it is. Today I am doing... <laughs> I am doing... Let him out. Leave, Don't you. let him back in. Leave. He's just going to cry. <laughs> I am doing the Pish Taco. Fat stealing ghoul of <laughs> the Andes. Wait, Fish Taco? Nope. <laughs> the Pish Taco. Right off the bat, can we summon it? Is there a way to make it come to you? <laughs> like no. in a thinner Stephen King We'll way? see, but it is the fat-stealing ghoul of the Andes. I need this guy I know, to I know, hit me I know, up. I know, I know, me too. I, I really need it. I oh need it. Oh, my God. Known by many names, the Pish Taco. <laughs> Pish Taco. <laughs> sounds a lot like Fish it Taco. Sounds, it is. But uh, it's pronounced the same, but a different, different one. Pish taco. Yeah, the Pish Taco. <laughs> This legendary fat stealer. <laughs> I have to stop laughing. It's so funny, like the story of it's really sad. Anyway, this legendary fat stealer stalks indigenous communities in the rural Andean oh, Highlands. Okay. 
in the Peruvian Andes. I'm just reading this from an awesome article that I forget, but um, cool. <laughs> yeah, I'll I don't know cite it at some point. Uh, they said he so there's a couple there's like two main versions, but they both have roots in when the conquistadors came. Okay. Um, in the Peruvian Andes, they say the Pishtaco wanders the roads at night. He may look like a gringo, someone not Hispanic or Latino. Yeah, yeah. Basically, yeah. a white guy. Yeah. Hairy and bearded, wearing boots, a hat, and leather jacket. I know some guys that this sounds That's, like. That's, I know only guys that yeah. looks like a Pishtaco. <laughs> he may be <laughs> Start calling on a horseback. <laughs> <laughs> or in more modern times, in a car. Mm-hmm. He may look like a priest. This is a different That's version. Tricky. Different version. Okay. Walking along the side of the road with his long knife, he attacks oh, solitary oh. travelers and dismembers their them for food and for their fat. Why? In the Bolivian Andes. He might be the stranger next to you on the bus. Don't fall asleep. <gasps> and don't walk alone on the roads either. If you meet him on the path, he will put you into a deep sleep with his prayers or with his powdered human bones. Ooh. Which is something from another legend that I'll talk about. Powdered school up. Mm-hmm. I mean, two different kinds of powder bones and all these. <laughs> I know. As you sleep, he extracts the brown, hard fat around your organs. So oh, you both please, tallow or come sweet to me, Pishako. With his knife or with a special machine. You awaken. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm going to yeah. <laughs> yep. Hold up, hold up, hold up. I don't up. know. There's he comes nothing to else. your house and he gives you a lipo, lipo yeah. for free? I think so. The only thing is, uh, the drawback is in a few days, you, d- you do die. Whatever. You'll yeah. have a couple days of feeling amazing. Yeah, I was just looking so good. Yeah. The fat stealer sells his victim's fat. <laughs> Come on. Is we're selling it to here. me? It feels like it. He sells his victim's fat for a variety of uses. To make medicine or beauty products. Gross. Or to lubricate machinery or airplane parts. I mean. I'll get into this. I'll get into it. Okay. Some even believe that the fat is made into the holy oil used in Catholic baptisms. Ew. Because you'll see, well, when the conquistadors came, it was all like Christianization again, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Stealing people's fat. That's something that actually happened. I'll get into it. To make candles used in churches or to grease the church bells to make them more sonorous. I know. Gross. In central Peru, he's referred to as Pish Taco. (laughs) And I can't tell if it's like Pish Taco or Pish Taku. How how is it spelled? I've seen it spelled a variety of ways, but the most common way is exactly how you'd spell Fish Taco, but with a P. Wow. And one word. Pish Taco. No, that's probably it's not It's Pishtaco. It. <laughs> it's gotta be. It's gotta be. From, uh, it's from the word pishte. I mean, I mean... What does that mean? Fat? To cut into pieces to slaughter. In southern Peru, um, in parts of Bolivia, they call him the... Oh, I can't pronounce this. Nyakak, which is, I guess, in that language, to butcher. Ooh. And... Uh, different speakers in Bolivia call him the Carissiri, to cut with a knife or razor. Ooh. Yeah. Also, this is the one you're going to like. Southern Bolivia, Likichiri, fat remover. <laughs> Send me that Likichiri. Yep. Um, then the, the author of this says, I will call him Pishtaco. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I which is the, which is the best, of course. You're doing the right thing. Uh, the earliest account of the Pishtaco legend comes from 1574. According to the priest Cristobal de Molina, the indigenous Andeans believed that the Spanish killed the indigenous... Pishtaco? <laughs> no, the indigenous people for, oh, okay. 
for their fat. Why? To make candles? Because sometimes they did. But, uh, so, okay. Oh, no, no, no. I'm so, yeah, I mean, yeah. not why did they believe that. Why did they kill them for their fat? Oh, okay. To make candles? Um, no. It was believed to be the only cure for certain diseases. And that actually, like, this did happen. Because of this, indigenous peoples avoided the Spaniards refusing to enter their homes. There is, in fact, actual real accounts of the Spanish using native fat to treat wounds after battles. Damn. Like, they'd go over to, the, like, a deceased enemy, chop off a bunch of their fat, and <gasps> put it on wounds. Ugh, would it actually do anything? I have no idea, like, Why but would that do anything? I'll tell you this. European traditional medicine ascribes healing powers to human fat until the 19th century. Whoa. Why are they putting fat? I mean, except to, like... Maybe somehow putting like some kind of bodily thing on a wound would help stop bleeding. I can't tell. But I ha- like, would it just bleed it, into the fat? Maybe it's I don't an emulsifier. Understand. Maybe it does like block. I have no idea what's happening. But if anything, it's definitely a message when you take like the fallen soldiers of your enemies and put their fat on you, rather right, than that feels rude. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> fucking rude. Real, real rude. Real rude. Later, the pish taco. Fish taco? I don't know. <laughs> legend. Fish the fat stealer legend attached to the Bethlehemite friars who opened a hospital in Kushko, I think, in 1700. Oh, yeah. As mendicants, they also traveled the roads begging for alms. Uh-huh. The traditional description of the fish taco reflects the appearance of a conquistador or a friar, like I said. So it's mm-hmm. either a conquistador or it's like a priest. Okay. Even today, pish tacos are generally described as white. Okay. I mean, of course a white person would want to just like, gonna steal suck their, the fucking like, fat off their you. fucking body apart. Yeah, like, and then like use it to like make your airplane fly. Help me. I need to get my my wheels greased. Idiots. Does the legend have indigenous roots? It doesn't, it doesn't. It's kind it does kind of. In 1621, Pablo Jose de Ariaga Ariaga? Um, writing about the extirpation of idolatry in Peru, described the caucho, or the, no, I think it is pronounced caucho, or runap mikuk. Okay. <laughs> Runa meaning person, makuna meaning consume, so obviously oh. it's something. Okay. A blood-sucking vampire, who oh, play, yeah. preys especially on children. Oof. Yay. They sneak into homes, and they put you in a deep sleep by using powder made out of human bones. So they were like, you know what also probably does this is a pish taco. Like, I just don't understand why. Yeah. Why, pow- like, why powder? Why all of I it? I don't know. But it's interesting that that place in Italy has just covered in a pish taco powder. Ugh. Well, yeah. yeah, they could sell that. This particular money. type of vampire also would... Instead of like biting their vampire, they'd scratch them with a <gasps> long fingernail. Oh, that's so much worse somehow. Then suck as much blood from the wound as they could. Ew, ew, ew. And ew, the victim so wouldn't die immediately. They died two or three days later. Yeah, probably from a fucking uh, fingernail infection. That's so gross. It's really gross. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah. That makes me appreciate a good old classic tooth bite so much yeah. more. Also, this guy, though, that was like collecting information was. I think probably torturing people, Oof. and much of what people like they just told like, him was anything. just like probably made up on the spot. Oh, they, like they said that uh, the devil would come to like meet them in the form of lions and tigers and stuff, Aww. and would just like I guess fi- like grasp some kind of crazy thing, yeah. and say it. 
The figure of this vampire and his method of inducing sleep provides some possible indigenous precedence for okay. details about the Pish Taco legend. Oh, God. <laughs> I know. I know. In Andalucia, there's a legend of the Sacamanteca, fat stealer, who kills children and uses their fat or blood to cure disease. Sacamanteca stories did not appear in Spain before the beginning of the 19th century, which suggests that the legend derives from the Andean Pishtaco. Okay, yeah, yeah. that makes sense. So one Pishtaco begets another. In my, <laughs> what? That's what I also say when I order a fish taco. <laughs> Sorry, man. Can't yeah. One the other. Oh, fish taco begets fish taco. In modern times, potential fish tacos, potential fish tacos, I'll say it again, potential fish tacos <sighs> include wealthy landowners, <laughs> priests, foreigners, Ooh. and those involved in, in industrial or developmental projects. It was Why like a, them? It was a Why? big thing that they thought that, like, Machines run on human oh, fat. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Since one of the uses of the fat is to is lubricating machinery, engineers and technicians are always suspect. Oh my god! Aid workers, tourists, even anthropologists sometimes must flee villages because of rumors that they are pish tacos. Oh my god! I would certainly be accused of being a pish taco. <laughs> Look at me. What? Okay, they're not. That's not how it works. I'm definitely a fat stealer. I'm stealing fat from 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 cakes and pies and breads and putting it in my own mouth. Mm-hmm. Whatever, anyway, you know what I mean. Yeah. I'm fat. Come on. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> Stop that. I'm just joshing. So, basically, outsiders who don't, like, chill with uh, the indigenous peoples or have, like, reciprocal relationships with villagers. Yeah, I know what um, I mean. Or with the spirits who sustain the life of the community. Basically, that. They're accused of being a, Disrespectful a assholes. By this theory, Pishtakoism explains how these outs- outsiders can wrongly prosper, even without such mutual relationships. Huh, okay. Rather than receiving benefit via reciprocal exchanges, Pishtakos take benefits from others by stealing their fat and selling it for profit. <laughs> See, that's where you lose yeah. me. It's like yeah. I can understand everything up until then. It's like Another theory, though, is that... So in in regions where pishtaco attack is a wasting illness, is that pishtacoism explains death from disease like typhoid, much as vampirism explained death from tuberculosis in like the nineteenth century New England. Yeah, so the connection of like white people come from historically bringing bringing diseases like smallpox, which the Spanish introduced to South America. Got it. So basically, like what I kind of glean from this is that a pishtaco is anything basically to have like excess fat to have like rolls or look like you're not missing a meal it just means that you're not sick thank and you and being like you know <laughs> stop <laughs> it <laughs> to be not starving to be skeletal yeah, is like yeah. really really horrible yes especially like there and historically meant you were probably going to die soon mm-hmm. so let's see what else I got what else I got on this stuff no, I already talked about legendary fat stealer. <laughs> Come on. That's what I'm going to change yeah. my okay yeah. keep it name to. Da, 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 da. Ooh. Whatever its origins, the legend persists to this day. Mm-hmm. In 1987, the, wo- the rumor swept through Peru's Ayacucho plot. Do I have another page? 
Oh, I do, I do. Region. It's just on the other page of the page of the holding. Uh, that the president has had dispatched 5,000 pish tacos. Whoa, 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 whoa. Dispatch. You can just... You could just request them because remember they're they're wealthy individuals or people with machines. Can one of them come find me? Just enli- find a pish taco. Okay, to pay off Peru's foreign debt with human fat. Yeah, they can take some of mine. They could take it and take as much as clear they need. the debt by taking human fat. In two thousand nine, the director of Peru's criminal investigations unit, General. Eusebio Felix Murga claimed, this is 2009, dude, claimed that a Pish Taco gang had murdered at least 60 victims in Huanuco. What? According to Murga, the gang sold the fat at 15,000 per liter, though USD, 50,000 per liter, through intermediaries in European cosmetic companies. This claim was quickly debunked. For one thing, Good. the authorities okay. in Huanuco knew nothing about this supposed rash of murders. Okay, good. Yeah, so that's a good Probably first sign. the murders didn't happen, but that a prominent government official would even float such a claim speaks to the belief that, like, fish tacos are real. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, in the wake of this, um, Birder. Gunnar Engblom shared some of his encounters with the Pish Taco legend in remote areas of Highland, Peru. Um, some of their stories began popping up about Pish Tacos. So anybody who wants to like go to the Andes off the beaten path, you find somebody that's seen a Pish Taco and you have them take you to them. <laughs> that's all it is. <laughs> that's what it is. Can we do it? Yeah, Can let me just to try to find the preoccupation with, here it is, with body fat. Here it is again. That's a Pish Taco Police. Ghostbusters. With body fat, has long. Uh, it's a long tradition in the Andes region. Pre-Hispanic natives prized fat so much that a deity, <gasps> Viracucha, meaning little fat one. Nah, keep guessing. You're never gonna get it. Viracocha. V I R A C O C H A. I I have no idea. See a fat. There she yeah. is. That's the fat god. I love that. Mm-hmm. Wow. It is also natural for the peasant. It's, it's true. For the peasant rural uh, poor to visit, to view fleshiness and excess body fat as the very sign of life. Good Thank health. Thank you. Thank you. Strength and beauty. Thank you. Many illnesses are thought to have roots in the in the loss of body fat and mm-hmm. skeletal thinness is abhorred. Squillet. With this, conquistadors' practice of treating their wounds with their enemies' corpse fat mm-hmm. obviously horrified the indigenous peoples. Yeah. Spaniards also said to have killed indigenous peoples and boiled their corpses to produce fat to grease their metal muskets and cans, which rusted quickly in the humid Amazon. So that has got to be where, like, the origin yeah. of, like, machinery, like, using human fat right, right. To, to grease things. Yeah, to, like, lubricate any kind oh, of, like, machine so comes fucked. from... So they thought, like, missionaries were pish tacos. I mean, yeah, that they used the fat to oil church bells. I can understand where... Jet aircraft you engines. Know, that leap would, would come in. They thought that you, you needed a squirt of human fat to make a jet fly. I mean, I don't know enough about how jets work to say that that's not what you need. Yeah. A lot of, like, and a lot of the time, people that visit, they're, they're going to get attacked for being pish tacos. 
Natives of attack survey geologists working on the Peruvian and Bolivian Altiplano who believed that the, the, the geologists were Pishtacos. <laughs> yep, the work had to be stymied because measurements of fat folds were rumored to be no. part of a plot to select the fattest individual. Oh my god. Later to be targeted by Pishtacos. They yeah. measured their fat rolls? Okay, I guess. that was mistake number one. It's true. I don't know, but that's the Pishtaco. Wow. That's how we're starting out That's 2018. Unreal. Pishtaco. Pishtaco, come to me. <laughs> come, come to me. I summon Pishtaco. you, Pishtaco. Come to me. Come to me. Steal my all of the I mean, fat you, do, you can carry. You do die, though. Not immediate. Whatever, dude. This is probably our last year as humans anyway. You keep saying that, and I keep on being like, ha, 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 ha. But I'm scared. I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> I don't make the rules. I'm scared for sure. Yeah. It's just how it is. It's a pish taco for you. Well, you know, I would love to be hot before I die. Yeah. <laughs> so that's, a, that's, that's one I'm thing at. we could. Yeah, that's one dream of ours. What's I your resi this year? Um... Should it be a joke or should I be honest? I mean, it could be both. Mine is to lose fifty pounds, which is a hilarious never, one that I'm not going to do. You don't have to. I what sure are you do? I do, but I'm People not are going think to. You're a fish taco victim for sure if you do that. I would be honored. You if don't have the fifty to lose. I you're do. So dumb, dude. I do, and I and I'm not going to lose it, and that's why it's both a real thing that I want and a joke. That's crazy. No, I'm going to come out strong against. Any kind of weight loss goals. <laughs> I'm not going to do it. Measurable by. I'm trying to do it. I just got back from a whirlwind tour of eating as much as I could. That's me every day. I ate my way around Europe. It's fine. Look. Look. Health isn't measured by the scale. Well, yeah. I mean, no matter Except what it's measured by, I mean, mine is not good. Consider every time you're putting yourself down, just think like, Oh, God, like, if they were selling fat by the liter for $15,000, I'd be a Pish Taco's greatest dream. I guess. And then that think about really that. That make me feel better. That, that sea of fat god. I know. I do like thinking about that. But I keep picturing that image of, like, the Venus de Milo where it's, like, a cat instead. You mm-hmm. know what I'm talking about? That's what I'm picturing is this That's fat That's fun. Yeah. I love that. That's good. Yeah. Um, no, I guess my real resolution is probably to, um, like, drink less. <laughs> That's a good one. That's fun. Yeah. It's I think not my, fun, actually. Well, well, yeah. Yes and no. Yes and no. <laughs> We're just doing seltzers today. Ugh, we, yeah. we got through this one we act. We got to. Yeah, we got to. You know? I think my res is just to um, do more art stuff. That's a good one. That's a really good one. Yeah. Um, like today, walking to work, I just repeated, I'm an artist. I'm an artist to myself. As I was walking to work for like 10 minutes. And then when I got to work, I was like, oh. <laughs> Today on my way to work, I was like, it sucks that I was in a beautiful place for a long time. And now I'm back here. Yeah. <laughs> Anybody who comes to like visit New York City as a tourist. God, You're like, chump. I really don't get chump. it. I really don't fucking get it. It's a trash I'll town. never, ever understand it. It's disgusting here. It's, it's really bad. It's disgusting. Oh, my God, dude. JFK got even worse after I left it on Saturday. Apparently, yesterday, yeah. a water main burst and it's flooded. flooded all of Terminal 4. It's completely like, flooded. It's so bad. It's a fucking nightmare. <laughs> Everything is so bad. 
mm-hmm. it's like just so fucking cold here. Yeah. I've been sleeping with my space heater just pointed at my face. Yep, yep. Well, look, we're all going to be squelettes one day. Yeah. If you get a cut, put it, put some human fat on it. What's your tip? My tip is um, if you go to a catacomb, touch that bone. Touch it. If cats can steal a bone, like... And not live in fear every day of, like, retribution Mm -hmm. from a spirit, then fuck it. Like, I afterwards was like, oh, my God, I touched a bone. Like, that spirit is going to follow me. Of course, because I'm, like, superstitious. But I will say, too, that we talk a lot about intent on this pod. And I think if you touch it with... I know. I was like, hi, sorry, 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 Yeah, with some kind of... With some respect. Yeah. And And in my mind, I was like, whatever. Some people, like, drink out of skulls. And, True. Um, you know, and I felt I did feel bad about it, and I was like, Ugh, I'm an asshole. I'm disrespectful. Blah blah blah. But you know what? Now I'm like, yeah, I touched that skull. There are six million squillets mm-hmm. in that tomb, mm-hmm. and that one guy, you know, I'm sure he probably gets it. Yeah. If you want, you can do something that's fucked up and talk to him. I could be like, oh, sorry, man. I kind yeah. of did that like while it was happening. I was like, hi, sorry, bye. Yeah. <laughs> but and you can uh, say a little prayer to him. Just I mean, like, hey, hand hey, in hand dude. with that is, don't steal a bone. That feels don't do that. Wrong. Don't, don't do steal that. Don't anything. Do that. Don't do unless that. Unless yeah. it's um, like really cool or expensive. You know what? I'm going to piggyback on that and say, don't steal fat. Don't, don't steal be a fat. fat stealer. Don't steal anything f- corporeal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, do steal like jewelry, no. wallets, mm. handbags. I don't know. Um, I'm not a. I'm not a stealer. I can't do it. I've never uh, been able clothes. to do it. Clothes. Ooh, clothes is like number one. Um, I, I love to it. steal, but you know I can't do it. I mean, it's the guilt. You don't have to. I don't do it anymore. I'm sure it's fine. Except stealing clothes from friends. But then I'm just like, hi, I'm wearing your thing, and, I'm, and you're never getting it back. And they yeah, know. Yeah, I've stolen this. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Um, I, w- I think my tip is that we joke a lot on the pod about how fat we are. <laughs> but <laughs> I do hope everyone truly does know that. We are JK. We're JK. And, like, yes, I will say we're not kidding that we don't feel good. <laughs> I will say that we, we don't feel until we're uncomfortable. We don't feel good at all. Really sad about we it. need to change our lifestyles, not because of not because we are that or not. So much, I feel like a monster. But because we we don't feel good. Yeah. Um. That being said, Ooh, everybody's I, beautiful. Everyone is beautiful. Look, fat is beautiful. Is not fat is beautiful. Zone. We are a body positive pod. Every single shape and I'm size. I'm saying that personally. I am uncomfortable. Yeah, I'm not happy in my skin. <laughs> but um. Yeah. It might just be honestly a matter of maybe I just have to buy clothes that are more comfortable on my body. I just want to wear like a sack. I want day. to wear a sack, but I want to look like Carly Kloss in it. Well. It's like prob- prob's yeah. not going to happen, but. As a little girl, I, I wouldn't wear um, jeans. I would only wear leggings and, like, uh, if if the jeans had an elastic waist, I'd wear them. Yeah. But any kind of pants, I would just immediately remove. I even would prefer nice dresses, and then yeah. I would ruin them by playing, like, outside. You're a, ra- you're a real rascal. But I wouldn't wear a pants because I just didn't like being restricted in that way. Yeah, I'm thinking about just upgrading to, like, full-on maternity pants. Why not? Yeah. 
Who's going to know? No one will know. Yeah. But I think my tip is, like, just remember to appreciate your body and how Cherish it... Cherish your body. How it helps similarly you. listen to your body. If listen to hurts, it. You go love to that it, doctor. Appreciate it. Oh, speaking of which, I have a fucking feeling at 9.30 a.m. Robin, I keep on trying to give a positive... Sorry. <laughs> positive spin to our listeners. <laughs> go to the dentist. Everybody. Go to the dentist, guys. That's, that's real. Um... Probably by the next time we do the pod, I will have my my bonded retainer. I'll Ooh, be done with my Invisalign. When are you getting that? Uh, a couple weeks, I think. I mean, it's definitely not going to be a couple weeks till the next time we do a pod. Well, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe a, a week. I don't know. I truly don't know yeah, when that's the point is. But guys, as usual, you we saw how you. fun Chanel's story was. You saw Ooh, how cool Carrie's emails to us was. We Please will email us. read your shit. God fucking damn it. Email us, you guys. It's been like a month and I only got two? Come on. How do you think that Come makes on. a girl hey, feel? Okay, it was holiday time. No. No excuse. That's the spirit podcast If you listen to this podcast, I don't ask for much. Stephanie. Email me even if it's just a link to a BuzzFeed list of other stuff. Okay. Email me even if you just want to send me the word hi. Yeah, that would that works. That's Just the do spirit it. Podcast at gmail.com. Tweet us at spiritpod. Follow us on the Instagram. Oh That's my God. Spirit Podcast. I got back into a discussion this weekend about how half the tail of a horse's meat. Just wanted to bring God that up. Again. Fucking damn it, dude. <laughs> For the record, That's half like of a, it is meat. It's true. Half of it is meat. Half of it is meat. Would you eat a horse tail? No. Really? Yeah, I don't think I would. I would. I've eaten snake. I don't know why I said that. I've eaten skate. <laughs> Goodbye. Like Bye, everyone. Flat animal? No. no. Really. <laughs> that's it. No, that's not. We can't end it like that. Yeah, we have to. <laughs> skate, it's kind of nutty. <laughs> no, I don't. No, we're not doing this. We're not. We're not doing this. All right. Talking about you. different animals. We'll we, see you in hell. we love you so much. We'll Eat see a skate. you in hell. They're good. They're worth it. Eat a snake. Bye. Bye.